Welcome to Stepdad Success, turning the tide on the way stepdads are seen and show up in the world. We're a new breed of leaders raising leaders. Blood or no blood, we raise them as our own. We're connected, loving, and committed to leading them into the future. If you asked a normal dad, he'd say we're doing the impossible. He'd say, but they're not yours. How do you do it? Yet every day, stepdads around the world are forging the way. That's what we call stepdad success. We're leaders raising leaders, and these are our stories. Good afternoon, stepdads. This is James Corbassa for Stepdad Success, and today we have another interview on the table, and this time it's with Derek Keller, and he actually owns four car dealerships out of Rock Springs, and today we're going to be chatting about his stepkids. He's got two at this present time and has a um, background in football, wrestling, basket or baseball. Uh, obviously quite a sporty guy, I would imagine. Marine Corps, married, divorced, married again. It's going to be a good discussion today, guys. Welcome, Derek. Thanks for jumping on the line, mate. Really appreciate you being Thanks. here. Yeah, no problem. Hey, uh, Derek, let's just get clear, because I know I asked you earlier before, you know, we chatted before the uh, conversation here, but it's Rock Springs... Wyoming. Wyoming, that's what I forgot. Rock Springs, Wyoming. Wyoming makes me think of bears. (laughs) Yeah, we have bears. We have bears. (laughs) Mate, um, great to have you, as I said. Uh, Obviously... Um, we know each other through the Wake Up Warrior movement and the brotherhood there, and I'm looking forward to meeting you in a few weeks' time. But just for the guys out there listening, just give us a quick background of um, or of yourself. You know, what was your upbringing, and how did you get to where you are now? Okay. Um, yeah, I grew up here between Rock Springs, Wyoming, and uh, I've, I've actually moved around a little bit as a child. Uh, went to, we, I was born in Utah, moved to Colorado, then moved to Wyoming. My dad was a minor. Uh, my parents were actually divorced when I was 10. So I grew up with step parents and kind of seen it from both sides. Um, left for the Marine Corps after high school. Uh, got married while I was in the Marine Corps. Had a couple of kids. Came back. Was divorced. And, uh, Ended up starting selling cars here in Rock Springs and just worked my way up to now I'm the sales director of three locations of cars and one location of RVs. Um, just uh, I've been doing it for 14 years. Uh, just about in January of this year is when I realized that I was having some different issues and signed up for Wake Up Warrior and met you and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> fun times, fun times. Um, so it, I just want to kick back there to what you said earlier about you actually had step parents yourself and now you're a step parent. Tell me yep. what it, what it was like back in those early days. Obviously, you, you know your parents split, or we, I don't know the full story there, but. Um, what was it like for you? What was your experience of being a stepchild? So the dynamic was a whole lot different because um, it felt like um, they were kind of intruding on my space. 
is the way that I felt all the time. Like it was, it was my stepmom and I had a terrible relationship back then because just that I felt like it was me and my dad against the world. And then this lady comes in and dad doesn't really have the time for me anymore. Yeah, um, wow. Interesting. So our, our relationship now is a whole lot different, but, um, back then it was tough. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause we don't, and, and, you know, I talk to a lot of stepdads on this podcast, but I don't talk to many step or don't t- talk to many of the kids. And I plan on doing that in the future, but right. get, getting that perspective um, from yourself is interesting because we don't know how the kids are feeling. We're just trying to do our best as stepdads, but that must give oh, you an absolutely. Inter- yeah, that must give you an interesting perspective when you're dealing with your own kids, and you've got two stepkids now. Um, yep. Tell me, kind of how 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 do you think that's affected your own parenting? You know, being able to see it from that other side. So. I guess the the dynamic is a little bit different because I was a little bit older when my kids or when I ended up uh, as a stepkid. So I, I kind of knew the dynamic of my parents being together and everything. Cool. I came in when my daughters were one and five. And right. so they've only they've only really known me as dad. Sure. Um, their dads aren't really involved a whole lot. They've kind of been in some trouble in and out of jail and out of prison um, and just ran into, you know, uh, the, one of the tough things that I've ran into was now that they're older, my oldest is 18 and the other one is 14. She'll be 15 actually here in a couple of days. But they, as they're getting older, they're wanting to know who their other dad was. And it was tough for me letting these guys come into my world. So, again, I got defensive. They're in my world. and But I tried to be a whole lot different as far as, like, I let my oldest, when she turned 16, I let her dad take her on her first drive in the car that I bought her. Just because I, I just, I don't know, I was... I, I wanted her to know that it was okay, that I wasn't going to attack her for wanting to to know him or anything like that. I, I just wanted her to know that I loved her and I was her dad regardless. Yeah. And uh, that's actually, I don't know, if, I, I'm pretty sure I told you that uh, she's actually the one when she turned 18 changed her last name to my name. Wow, So nice. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting, like, I was just kind of thinking, especially, you know, how were you at that time? Obviously, you're kind of wanting to reassure her and just show your support with her, but what was going on inside you in that moment where you're like, okay, I'm handing over this, you know, new car and my daughter or your your stepdaughter to a man that's, you know, possibly just come out of prison and, and... you know, no judgment right. there. Everyone has has their own path, and you know. Um, but how are you feeling, um, letting go of that situation, knowing that again, you're you've got those feelings bubbling up from being younger, and you know, someone else is coming into your world and taking over. 
Um, that's that's what actually stopped me was them feelings that I was having as as a as a kid is because I didn't want her to have them feelings. I didn't want her to because it, it, essentially what what she was feeling is that like he was the stepdad, he was the intruder, the, the right. same as I was. Right. But I wanted to set her mind at ease and let her try to build a relationship and be open to a relationship. So it yeah. was. So, I mean, and that's kind of the dynamic that I, I feel like we have to have as regular parents along with the step parents is you, you have to be able to support and, and help nurture that relationship. If you, if you're, if you're causing pain and making it hard on them, then all, all it does is make it harder, you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's funny, like, <clears throat> excuse me, the, like the conversation of Stephen Covey saying, you know, as parents, we're teaching our our grandkids. Um, it goes along those same lines as, you know, what we pass down to our kids now um, will carry on into their life and they get to pass it down. And, you know, I'm a big believer of, you know, we've got a choice. Um, we get to stop that sort of behaviour where we are now as as adults and not pass that down. And it's it's great to hear that you kind of had that awareness to go, shit, you know, like I don't need to pass this along. I, 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 and it's very easy for people to go, you know what, I was pissed off at the time. I didn't feel right. I could, you know, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to make them feel that way. You know, it's very easy for just out of anger and guilt and shame and blame and all of that stuff to build up and us have us pass down a, a poor belief, but it's, it's great to you know to hear that you had the awareness and, and that sort of thing to go, you know. Okay, I'm not. I'm stopping the story here. You know, that's a that's a big right. thing. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, I mean, it's it's of course subconscious when you start doing shit like that and, and trying to push people. You, you start making the same mistakes that your parents might have made or your grandparents or, you know, just the things that are embedded into you that uh, can cause pain. I mean, the the Marine Corps caused me a lot of pain. Um, and I came back from the Marine Corps and not really knowing how to have the emotion or things that these, that the, the kids need. You know, the the loving, smiling, happy, trying to, I mean, I, I thought just raising kids was just going to work and bringing home a paycheck, providing them a house and food and things like that. I didn't really realize all the things that I do are getting embedded in them and, and teaching them how to live their lives sure. until sure. recently. Tell me, how, how long were you in the Marine Corps? Uh, four and a half years. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's a different, a different world. I mean, I, I, well, I'm assuming it's a different world simply because I haven't been in there myself, but I've heard a lot about it. And obviously there's a lot of people suffering coming out of the Marines and, um, and just the army in general and, and, you know, coming back to normal life and then picking up two kids. Um, we didn't really go into this, but how did you and your your current wife meet, and um, and how did you go about meeting the kids? You said they were quite young. So, right, my wife and I were uh, we actually dated in junior high and high school. 
So we knew each other already. And when I came back from the Marine Corps, she worked at the coffee shop across the street from me. And I just went over there and got coffee every day and we're, we started talking and ended up started dating again. Um, the two kids were, um, kept from me for the most part for like the first couple months of our dating until it was comfortable. When she was comfortable, I was comfortable, and then they were brought in. Yeah. Yeah. But and I was going to say, what was, like, you said they're quite young. Um, I'm, I was in a right. similar situation. My two boys were 18 months and three years. What was their kind of initial reaction to you, and, and has there been any funny experiences as they're growing up and realizing that you're not their dad um we've always we've always let them know that i'm not their dad they just know me as the dad like and nobody ever told them to call me dad they've all made that decision on their own my the the one-year-old when she's going to be 15 but when she was one she actually used to call me by my full name she would call me Derek richard keller (laughs) so everywhere we went it was Derek richard keller she just thought that was my that was my name, and she called me that for probably two years, and yep. it was it was tough, uh, you know uh, the the dynamic with my other kids. So like when they did when when these two did start calling me dad, that's where the that's where it got tough for the other kids was it bothered them, and then it bothered these guys that. I I had these other kids coming in calling me dad. They were like, wait a minute. No, he's not your dad. He's our dad. They didn't didn't really understand that I could be all their dad. Right, right. And how's the dynamic dynamic between them, like now? Oh, they're, now they're, they're closer than close. I mean, my oldest son lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and him and my oldest daughter are on the phone, texting, calling once a day. They right. talk more than I do. Right. So quite close. That's great. Um, yeah. And you know, in those younger years, when they're kind of calling you, you know, by your first name. Oh, I still get that. I don't. I haven't got a dad yet. You know. And that's totally cool with me. Right. Like the the boys are. You know, they call me James. They. You know. You know, we have nicknames for each other, and we giggle a bit. You know, about it. But mm-hmm. I don't get I don't get the dad sort of thing. Um, you know, tell me what was it like? Um, you know, you said your daughter when she turned eighteen, she uh, took on your name. Like that's a right. that's a big big step for her. Um, you know, have you talked to her about that and what her decision making was around that, or you know, what's been the feedback there? Um, so. I guess the backstory on that is growing up, my older sister wasn't my dad's child, but my dad adopted her. And when my parents got divorced, she didn't want anything to do with my dad, completely wrote my dad off, and he raised her since the time she was one to the time she was 18. And she wrote him off, called... uh, her biological dad, who she never spoke to, to walk her down the aisle, didn't even send my dad an invitation. 
Um, so I guess that's where things were kind of tough for me because I thought about adopting them. I, I thought about it over and over and over again, but every time I would, that would jump to the front of my mind that, right. oh my God, what if they yeah, what destroy if that, me? What if, yeah, what if that what if, cycle repeats? Yeah. Right. So my, the dynamic in that was, or I guess that, that my thought process in that was, uh, protection. You know, I, I, I ended up going to protecting myself and I wasn't really thinking about anything else. Yeah. And, um, she kept asking when she turned 17, she started asking and we started talking about it. And I said, I told her, I said, you know what, Dest, I, I can't. I mean, especially at this point, what's what's really the point? And she goes, well, I don't want to graduate with the other name. I want to graduate with your name because you guys are the ones who got me there. I want to graduate with that name. Yeah. So she turned 18 in December before she graduated, and we started the process of her changing her name in, it was like... I think October and they, they told us just to wait because she'll be 18 and then we don't need his signature to write off on it. Yeah. And I just told her, I said, don't worry about it. I'll pay for it. We'll rush it through. We'll do whatever we can to make sure that your name is completely changed for your diploma. And we did, we got it all done and it was pretty amazing for me for her to bring the papers to me and show me that her name was changed and she was so just so excited to go get her driver's license with the right name on it to go get social security number changed go get I mean just get everything changed over it was almost like I watched just a weight lift off of her like she just had this and then talking about it later the reason, one of the big reasons why she wanted to drop that name was the the stigma that came with it from her dad being in trouble and going to prison and what she was, what just basically all that stuff. And then she could have easily went to her mom's maiden name and that side of the family's name, but she felt like it was, she wanted to have the same name as us. Yeah, wow. That must be a huge thing for you to kind of swallow as well. Oh, yeah. It was a great honor. I mean, yeah, for her to want my name versus any name. I mean, I mean, essentially, at this point, when you're changing your name, you could change your whole name. You could yeah. be whoever the hell you want to be. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole kind of tagline and really, you know, beyond the tagline, the whole purpose of this podcast is really leaders raising leaders. And obviously you did a pretty damn good leadership job there, Derek, to have her, you know, step into that and feel proud to you know, carry your name. So I take my hat off to you there, mate. That doesn't happen every day. You do hear about it, but um, that doesn't happen every day. Tell me, yeah. tell me, um, do they still have like, and we haven't spoken about the younger one there, but you know, do they still have connection with their dad? Um, the older one, no, has no connection. Uh, the younger one uh, sees her dad about once a year, and uh, she sees his parents all the time. 
his parents come over to the house to hang out. They're great people. Yeah. Um, and just they're it, it's always just been really good with them. Yep. Yep. It's um, I know that that might be a I'm sure that's a, probably a strained kind of situation with people you know in that you know being incarcerated and that sort of thing. Um, and there's obviously you know, grandparents involved and that sort of stuff, but it's it's great to hear that you're able to kind of bridge that gap with those. Did that take a bit of kind of work, or was it a you know a natural thing from your end to go? You know what, you've got to connect with these guys and and kind of you know make it a part of your world as well. Uh, it took a lot of work because I felt like you know when she when she used to go over there when she was younger, and I guess she still does it now. Um, when she goes over and spends time with them, she comes back and, um, has a bit of an attitude, you know, like, I don't have to listen to you. I don't, you're not yep. my dad type thing, even though she still calls me dad. And like the other, the other night we got in a huge argument cause she was, um, just back talking her mom over and over and over again. Yep. And she, um, told us that she wanted to go live with her dad, the guy that she doesn't even know. Right. So that was that was a little tough. So, I mean, I've, I've had it from both extremes. I've had uh, the one that holds me up on a pedestal and the one that kind of says, ah, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. It's, Sorry, I, I, I forgot that one. <laughs> no, that's perfectly fine. It's, um, you know, it is, it is like that, you know, um, even in my boys, I know. You know, there's one that's just the the boy I know that's going to challenge me to till the day I drop, and there's the other one that's, you know, kind of willing and able to support me in whatever views I think um, going forward. It's I think that's part of the challenge and part of the the stuff all parents have to deal with. I don't think anyone gets off scot free with two kids that agree. Um, all the way to the grave. <laughs> you know, it'd be yeah. it'd be too it'd be too easy. I mean, if, if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. But uh, it's not yep. the way. Um, so, you know, what's what's been for you like the one big thing, like the big shift for you personally? You know, having to take on stepkids, and then you know all the things that you've obviously been with them for a long time now. But what do you see as kind of the biggest shift for you personally? Um, just, I, I try not to act like they're not my kids, you know, I, 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 I mostly try to think of that there's, that there's not that option of going somewhere else. And so I dig in and try to work on it from the bottom up, you know, I, I, if you, it's just, it's so much easier to just give up when you when you think, oh, they could just go somewhere else for a little while and see how terrible it is. Yeah, that's a... or how much different it might be, or things like that. You know, you're not going to yeah. get the same things that you get from me from him, or things like that. It's an easy cop out, and and one of the big shifts that I had to make was to get that straight in my mind first that there isn't another option. This is your home. This is where you live. We need to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because it is easy. Like, 
I know that I feel that myself sometimes, and it's like, ah, you just don't want to deal with things. You, you know, mm-hmm. but there is a, you know, you've got to actually shut that door on it being right. a, a different way out. Yep. Because I mean, it's just uh, back to the leadership thing. I mean, you're you're teaching your kids everything that you want them to learn, and if if you teach them to take the easy way out and to cop out, I mean, that's that's not not what we're trying to do. No, I mean that's a that's <laughs> like it's the it's the foundation, isn't it? It's you know you you mm-hmm. kind of you, you I mean and. I'd be a fool to say that no one's thought of that before, but um, you know we all think of taking the easy road out. Everyone likes to, you know, there's a big you know, kind of, you know, you hear all the commentary on social media and whatever, and, and you know, never quit and all this sort of stuff. But everyone at some stage right. has thought of quitting. And oh, absolutely. And uh, you know, really, we need, to, like you say, to teach our kids not to quit on each other and not to quit on family not to quit on relationships, not to quit on, you know, kind of fixing a, you know, fixing a problem in that way um, to do with relationships, I think is a massive thing. So, you know, it's a great reminder to to throw that in there. Um, yeah. So, Derek, for you, like, you're obviously, you know, dealing with, you know, two kids, um, you know, their parent, like their dad's not in the best situation um you know having the benefit of you know one wanting to or putting you on a pedestal as you start saying kind of taking your name the other one kind of rejecting and fighting against and all that sort of stuff what's what's been the one big thing that you've need to you've had to let go of my ego Mm. uh 100% my ego because I mean bringing ego into that type of relationship just lights a fire and causes more issues. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm the adult. Yeah, I've lived, I've lived here longer. I've, I've been here. I, I make the money. I do the things. I support you. But throwing that in their face and, 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 you know, just being egotistical and, and jumping all over their shit all the time and telling them that they're wrong and they suck isn't, and, and I'm not saying that, that guys do that, but I mean, it's it's something that I actually have to fight. It's an internal battle that I have to fight when they start backtalking. Who the fuck are you to backtalk me? I'm I'm the guy that makes everything for you. I'm the guy that does everything for you. Who, who are yeah. you? you? You know what? So I have to fight that battle internally before I open my mouth to them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Shit, I, I know that for myself. Like I grew up in that, where my, you know, my dad was a bit of a tyrant. Grew up in a rough household, and um, for me, automatically, like I go to that, and it's a, mm-hmm. a real in, internal battle for me not to, you know, pass that down the line. As we were saying earlier, you know, that subconsciously, right. you wanna, you wanna jump back at them. You wanna let ego roar and you know control and be that you know domineering arsehole but yeah it's that's a tough one I you know it's I don't think um you know I think a, a lot of men would would kind of relate to that and agree with you there that that's a something you got to kind of keep in check right 
it's uh it's it's definitely a tough battle because i mean coming from the marine corps where you know you're pumped up on ego it's all about being this big guy but i mean that's that's one of the other things that i learned when i was in the marine corps is i had one of my guys come to me that i was on the same level as and then i rose above him and him coming to me and telling me that I had completely changed and that I was doing things a whole lot different. And, you know, I, I really didn't even register that conversation until I had been out for a couple of years and it started to click. And I was like, oh, my gosh, who the hell was I? What was I doing? Where where was I going? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting one. You know, it is a like you say, like a subconscious thing that we we you know it's on autopilot and you know mm-hmm. where we get that you know that differs for everyone um but something that definitely for the guys out there to keep a check of and and understand that it's i would say it's in all of us um it yeah. is and some control it you know better than others oh absolutely um and some definitely don't <laughs> yeah, well yeah and that's true and i mean like you said like no judgment here it's you know everyone has their own path and you know i'm certainly not perfect i don't think you know there's i don't think there's too many perfect fathers out there it's all just a, oh, a learning not. you know just a learning game we're all you know and that's why we're here that's kind of why i created this it's like no one's having these conversations out in the in the marketplace openly and um, you know, step parenting is a totally different thing compared to, to normal parenting. There's plenty of those conversations, but um, it's it good really that is. we can. It's good that we can kind of have the, the different conversation. Um, tell me, how do you deal with? Um, and I kind of want to ask this just out of the blue and a little bit differently. Um, how do you deal with discipline in your household? It's been an interesting conversation. You know, some say. Okay, I'll let them, the mother do that. Some say I step in. You know, for me, I try, like, and to me, my boys are my boys. I don't, there's no no real kind of gray line. I just treat them as my own. And I always have, and I, I kind of discipline from that aspect of, you know what, if, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me kind of thing. I expect... Right. Um, you know, I kind of I try to live by my word, and if I'm doing something, then I'm going to pass it down. Um, how do you go about that, like discipline, because it can be difficult, you know, in a in a step parent relationship. Right. I'm I'm pretty much like you. I'm I'm straight across the board as far as everybody kind of gets the same punishment no matter what. Um, but I guess where I've gotten lucky is. My wife is mostly the disciplinarian. I'm kind of held back as the bulldog. So if you keep doing this and keep going at your mom, then I come in. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But I mean, so, something that I've, I've, I've done for years is I call it the electric chair. It's wall sits with your hands out till you shake, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll have to and, try that. Uh, well, that's a I've, good one. <laughs> yeah, I've had uh, all the kids lined up on the same wall together, doing it. So I mean, it's when when they were in trouble, you know, just stuck them all up on the wall and had them doing the wall sit. So 
<laughs> That's a good one. We've got um, in our household. I normally go to you either get thrown in the pool or you're doing squat, <laughs> you're doing squats or push-ups. Um, the latest one right. has been the latest one has been riding lines, but um, the electric chair. I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it's, fantastic. They figure it out real quick when everything starts burning. <laughs> it's funny <No>. though. Um, <laughs> we, um, yeah, I, and as I said, I grew up in a really rough household, so I, I actually don't want any. Um, you know, I don't hit my kids. I don't plan on it. I don't want to do that. And I try to come up right. with, you know, kind of discipline that's more consequences than actual rough or hard discipline. Um, it's more of a, you know, just kind of shaking them out of their current reality. Like I say, you know, if they're they're being crazy. I'll grab them, bundle them up, and I'll throw them in the pool. And at the moment here, it's pretty cold, so they kind of wake up to themselves pretty quickly. But um, it's just interesting to hear um, how different people go about it um, and different ideas on that. Um, as I said, I don't like you know discipline doesn't need to be a harsh thing. I think it just needs to be a more of an awareness um, than a right than so a than a than an actual discipline. Yeah, in the warrior way, you'd just call it a shift move. You're doing exactly. a force shift move. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just it's just a you know get a new like kind of perspective on things. Um, mm-hmm. Freezing cold water does that really well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so you know you, you've obviously been with them a long time now, and and has. How's been like your relationship and how's that changed over the years? Like, um, and not so much just with the kids, but even with your, your wife, you know, are you, you know, are you concerned? Like, yeah, it's, it's, what is, what's happened there over the years? When I first came into the, to our relationship and was, when we first started dating and first got married for like, I would say the first four or five years that we were together, it was, I didn't step up and say anything. I kept back and let her do everything. And even when it was overboard, I still just didn't, I I held myself back from that dynamic of discipline and things like that. Um, Never because she asked me to or told me to. I just didn't feel right. It felt, I almost felt scared. Um, I don't know. It was, uh, it was tough. And then as I started to accept this, hey, they're my kids. I'm raising these kids. As I started to accept that, it got easier and easier to sit down and have conversations with them and coach them and start to talk to them and, get them through different situations and and discipline. Yeah, it's in, it's interesting, isn't it? It's um just the you know the, the learnings as we go along progress and um some get easier, some get tougher. Um it's you know you've got to have you know for me you know, having that long view um has been a big benefit to to just being to, able to keep it all in perspective. Right. Um, tell me, Derek, like, what's, 
you know, for you and you know, for your family, what do you see? How do you see it evolving going forward? Um, you know, I just keep seeing it get better. Um, the more honest I am with them, the more honest they are with me. Uh, the more honest I am with myself, the better our whole situation is. I mean, it's we've had our ups and downs. We've had our things that we need to work on, and it just it seems like every time that we work through something, we end up stronger and stronger and stronger. So um, that's it's like I've told them over and over and over again, even if your mom and I didn't work out, you're still my kids. You can still come to me. You can still ask me for things. You, you know, it's, uh, I just, I, I see it getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, nice. Nice. You know, it's, uh, yeah, as I was, it's interesting. Um, yeah, like you said, you can't, you can't open that door. You can't just go, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to drop the ball here. Um, you know, you've got to teach your kids that. And I think, you know, passing that on to them allows them to know, you know, they're in a, you know, they're in a secure and safe relationship. And, um, I think that is, is key in leadership, you know, being able to, to know that the person leading the, the way is actually solid. Um, so many people these days are very weak. They're very, you know, I call them flip floppers. You know, they're, they're one decision one minute and, they're a different decision another minute. Um, right. You know, it's it's very easy these days in this day and age. You know, with divorce rates so high, they're you know just under fifty percent, I think, um, here in Australia. And you know, it seems that at the at the first little bit of trouble, there's a there's a divorce. You know, <laughs> and I don't think right. you know if we're if we are being leaders, you know, that's not the way to lead. You know, teaching teaching people that the best option out is just to run away exactly yeah we definitely definitely don't want to teach anyone to run away um especially my upbringing and my wife's upbringing i mean it's just been that that's one of the biggest things is communication between you and your wife and and knowing that you guys are on the same page and going forward with the same type of disciplines the same type of vision because if you don't communicate and you're not on the same wavelength, it can it can really cause some issues. Yeah, and that's a that's a tough one. Um, I know, you know, me and my partner Leonie, we've had our issues there, and we've you know, kind of been fortunate enough to break through those. But they they keep popping up, you know, little little differences mm-hmm. in opinion and different differences in you know thought on where the direction is going, that sort of stuff. Um, it's a, I think it's an, a, a continual one as people evolve, um, you know, and that, like you say, that communication level is, is key to overcoming that. Um, just, you know, I'll, I'll wrap this up shortly, but I was just going to say, is there anything that you have, um, Derek, as, as maybe a tip for the guys out there in, in keeping that communication at a, at a higher level? I mean, You've obviously done that. You can see that in kind of your leadership and your kids, you know, your older um, one wanting to, you know, take on your name and obviously doing that. You're obviously leading away at home. Tell me, is there any one thing that you could pass on to the guys that is is something that they could take to their families and 
you know, kind of, I guess, step forward with lead the way with in their families. Right. Uh, the one thing that I'd want them to remember is, uh, I would say, the ego, checking the ego and realizing that just because you have an idea doesn't mean that it's the best idea. And uh, not thinking that their idea is the worst idea because that's something that I've caught myself doing over and over and over again when uh, they're going to discipline or going to, if we have a disagreement as far as something that the girls could go do with a boy or whatever. And one of the biggest things is to, is to communicate about it. Uh, Like right now, my 15 year old is dating a, or I guess she'll be 15 is dating a 17 year old boy. That's a senior that I had a huge issue with, but after communicating and, and talking through it, uh, we actually came up with a plan and went and talked with his parents. So it was uh, our par- us and them and the two kids there and laying down ground rules and what we expected and how we felt about everything and to let them know that we were all watching, mm. <laughs> I think. Yeah. But it was... Uh, it's tough because there's there's times when when you don't check the ego and and you just have diarrhea of the mouth and it just you puke all over yourself. Sure. Um, but it's it's all about communication after that, letting them know where your mind was at and letting them know where that that you know you had their best interest in mind that you were trying to take care of them and your wife as well you're always in protect mode yeah and i think that's the key thing there like having best interests in mind not just your own egotistical interests yeah i think that's i think that's a great reminder it's a great thing for guys or you know anyone out there listening to to kind of check in with their own ego i know you know i have to do it myself on occasion and um i'm sure that there's plenty of guys out there listening that'll kind of that one will hit home for them but um, Derek I just want to say thanks again for being on the call today it's been great to catch up I look forward to seeing you in a in just a couple of weeks time in in uh, Huntington Beach and yeah sounds fantastic yeah, thanks thanks again for, for sharing with all the stepdads yeah thanks for having me on Would you like to learn more about how stepdads across the globe are joining forces in raising the next generation of leaders? Then head to www.stepdadsuccess.com and grab all the show notes plus a copy of the brand new tactical guide for creating more happiness, health, wealth and wisdom as a stepdad. And if you liked the podcast, please share it with other stepdads you know and leave us a review on iTunes. Again, that's www.stepdadsuccess.com for all the show notes and tactical guide. Come and join the new breed of stepdads, the growing group of leaders raising leaders.